Welcome to Sportin' Live. Introducing your host, Ed Draper. Hello, how are you? Welcome along to the podcast Sport and Life. A bit of a bonus one this week because a friend of mine, Mark Weir, has been on the podcast, former UFC fighter based in Gloucester near me, has his charge, Christian Duncan, in a huge bout, a title fight in Cage Warriors, which is a mixed martial arts UK-based organisation. So we're going to put out a little extra conversation. Hopefully it'll get shared on Sky Sports as well where I work as a broadcaster but it's ed draper with you once again for the sport and life podcast thank you for hitting on the button thank you to the sponsors as well bang olufsen of cheltenham and serene av who are specialists in some of the finest home entertainment brands providing solutions based around high quality customer service and installations check out bang olufsen cheltenham on social media bno underscore cheltenham Get in touch as well if you're not after Bangalore equipment, albeit it's fantastic. I'm sure you agree, but there's other stuff in the world and they can source that through the company, Serene AV, Jason Briggs and his fine team. And if you're looking to optimize your immunity, I'm grateful for the association with Cytoplan, which is a food-based supplement company that we've been using, um, taking the supplements for 20 plus years as a family under the stewardship of my father, Dr. Mark Draper, who is a doctor, GP, but also a micronutritionist and has helped consult on the ingredients in those supplements, which are food-based, digested as food would be. And if you would like to optimize your immunity, take a look at maybe a multivitamin, vitamin, you may call it if you're listening in the States, or uh, something more specific like uh, vitamin D3, um, as we emerge from winter and the lack of sun, then head to cytoplan.co.uk, C-Y-T-O-P-L-A-N.co. Dot UK cyto means cell, I believe, in ancient Greek. So it's a plan for your your cells. Anyway, <laughs> check out the code once you uh, put your details in. What order what you want? The code at checkout is Draper Ten R. My last name D R A P E R, all capital letters, the numerals one zero, and the capital letter R. Draper Ten R. Okay, let's get to this interview with Christian Duncan, twenty-six years of age, fighter based in Gloucester, which is a city near me. I'm in Cheltenham, in the west of England. It is uh, the local kind of um, town to us as well, almost combined actually in terms of uh, the urban sprawl between the two places. But Christian is a man with an unbeaten record in professional mixed martial arts, going for a middleweight title fight, which is 185 pounds in uh, British money, is just over 13 stone. 13 stone three, I think. I'm not sure what it is in kilograms for the uh, European listeners, or indeed some people in Britain still use, uh, use the kilos now. Uh, but he's a good guy and an interesting character, and he's under the stewardship of Mark Weir as a former UFC fighter, pioneer in uh, the early noughties. So it's, uh, it's great to get to Christian's take, and he speaks well of Mark and the project and his ambitions. So I appreciate the time of the one and only Christian Duncan who fights this coming Saturday, 2nd of April in Manchester. Here he is, Christian Duncan. Christian Duncan, good to see you. How are you? Yeah, I'm well, very well, thank you. How are yourself? Yeah, good. You got you got a woolly hat on. I'm surprised. It's a warm day out there now. You're still... <laughs> <All right. laughs> 
Don't the light run, just get a sweat on. So uh, yeah, just, uh, literally, as I am now, I just came in. <laughs> good man, good man. So how's it all going? We're saying at the time of recording, it's nine days and until the big fight, the, the middleweight title fight. Yeah, man, I'm feeling, I'm feeling good, feeling healthy. Um, things have gone well in camp. Again, just leveling up from previous fights, trying to learn more, always advancing. Um, yeah, man, just enjoying every every day, taking it as it comes. Does this come quicker than you thought? What five fights into your Cage Warriors career? Is this part of the blueprint? What's what's it all been like? You know, I know you you train a Mark Weir very well, so I know he's a very studious guy. But is it is it being all earmarked for to this quick? I was having this conversation um, recently, actually, with the how how fast it seems to have gone by. But I think if I'm looking um, if I'm looking back at it, the reality really, it's all been part of the plan long term. From amateurs, I've had a long amateur career. So I think that gave me a big boost when I've come now to the pros. So it seems quick, but it's been a long, a long journey to get here. But it's more, now, now I've been seeing the scene, scene fast. But yeah, it's been a long-term plan, especially um, going over things with Mark. Yeah, it was a lot, I was looking at that long amateur career. You've only been pro since 2020. You're, you're 5-0 and in the, in the pro ranks with Cage Warriors. Was that part of a conversation you had with Mark early on that you wanted a long amateur career? What was the, the planning there? No, I think I think that kind of um, was something that just happened along the way. Um, I got introduced, well, I found out about the platform called IMAF, mm. um, which is the biggest platform for am- any amateur um, in MMA. Um, there was a, a fighter now in the UFC, uh, Jack Shaw. I'm sure you heard of him. Yeah. He's doing another fight on Saturday. He's now 16 and no, I believe. So he's doing well. Yeah, yeah. So I seen that he took part in the IMAX. So I looked into it to see see what it was about. And then I contacted the coach, the head coach for the UK team, went down to trials and then, um, yeah, got into the team, made the team. And then we went out to Bahrain, which had the, had the world championships. For, oh, cool. For so, yeah, when I went there, it was an eye-opener. The whole event was crazy. You could call it the unofficial Olympics of MMA. Um, yeah, open my to a whole new world of an amateur MMA, especially because there you're fighting guys which are the top of each country. So they're the best coming out of each country in the world. So I think going there and realizing the level that is really out there, that made me think, okay, I need to spend a bit more time now as an amateur, gain experience with these top level guys. So I kept returning. I've done three IMAS in total, I believe, two worlds and um, European. Um, my first world, I got a bronze and I got a silver and a European. So yeah, it was a great way to then test my skills as an amateur because I know I'm going to meet these guys as a professional anyway. So I may as well get used to this level now. So coming yeah, into my future, it's definitely prepared me for the pro games. Awesome. And when you go to these events, because you think about mixed martial arts, obviously martial arts go back what, hundreds, thousands of years. But mixed martial yeah. arts as a concept is is what, within two, three decades? It's been a remarkable rise. For yeah. When you go to those amateur events, do you feel a kind of an energy and excitement? Because I guess the sport is making leaps all the time in terms of technical development and tactics and strategy. Definitely. Yeah, definitely. Um, I would say, I would definitely say it's quite, as you said, the martial arts have been around for hundreds or thousands of years, but they've been more into the individual areas. And only recently, well, UFC has only been around 25 years now. So officially, as a, as a known competition, it's only 25 years. And that's 
it's still in its infancy. You know, putting everything together is one, it's still in its infancy. If you compare it to sports like boxing, for example, that's been around a lot longer. Yeah. Um, it's the improvements are quite marginal. So the growth is marginal in skill sets, you could say. Whereas MMA is so early, the difference within a year or two is huge at the moment. So it's growing so fast. So going back to, again, the amateur experience um, is vital for a long term in the sport, I believe. I believe so. How did you get into mixed martial arts then? And was there a martial art that, that that you kind of originally were into and then you diversified in terms of your repertoire? Was it was it all the time with Mark Weir? How, what was the background? No, not at all. So um, as when I was in school, I'd done a bit of kickboxing. Mm. Maybe for a couple of years, you know, on and off. As a kid, you just go a couple of days a week and then, you know, you're out doing what you're doing. But, um, um, nah, it started by, so I was playing basketball. After school, I went to a college in Bristol. Yeah. Um, um, Filton College. I was there for two years. So I went there to play basketball. Oh, cool. Um, were you, what, what were you shooting guard or what position did you play? I was, yeah, two or three shooting guard or, okay. yeah. Because I was, we had quite a small team, so I would move ah. positions quite a lot because I was one of the bigger guys on the team. Okay. So I would move positions a lot. But um, yeah, I still love to sport basketball, man. I love <laughs> That's cool. That's a good, it's a good sport. Um, but yeah, so my third year, I came back to Gloucester College and I'd done a year here. Um, and towards the end of that year, I was kind of thinking of what I wanted to do next, um, where I want to take basketball because my mind's always been, I always had a sports mindset, I've always been active. Mm. So I was thinking, looking at my options with basketball and they wasn't really looking of going anywhere at that time. Like B, the BBL or the EBL, isn't it? The, the, the basketball. Yeah. League. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, I was the National League and then BBL is the Professional League. Yeah, that's mm. right. So, um, yeah, so I went to watch a friend um, compete um, in MMA, my long-term, long, long-term friends. And then, at the event, I was, I just was, you know, fell in love with the sport, you could say. I just was watching it and I was thinking, I could, I could try it. I want to try this. <laughs> like, it looks fun. As a fun, just, just have fun. I wanted to try it. So the following week, I went down to Mark's gym, which is where he was based. Yeah. And yeah, just fell in love with the sport. I started training every day, every day. Started playing basketball. Um, less, more. Now it's just more of um, fun on the side, you know, I play now and again like maybe every other weekend or something hey you have to watch your knees and ankles though don't you with those jump shots and stuff yeah. <laughs> you <have to> look. <laughs> um, yeah so ever since then i've just been with mark um and then fell in love with with that sport okay. and mark, mark came from taekwondo and kickboxing didn't he what yeah. yeah i think he did a bit of boxing as well what about the the rest of the repertoire the jiu-jitsu and stuff are you doing all of the groundwork as well the wrestling yeah i think as you said, Mark's known for his taekwondo, his stand-up, his striking. Mm -hmm. But what people don't see is the other side, so you grappling, so on and so forth. But it's more his his approach is MMA. It's not jiu-jitsu or wrestling. It's everything together, MMA. And as you know, his nickname, The Wizard. <laughs> yeah. He um creates his own kind of style. So it's more... It's a... You could say it's universal because you can tailor it to your own style. It's not specifically on your own way because we all got different type body types. We all different flexibility, different strengths. 
So what works, he just adjusted so it works for you. So you have a freedom to be creative, which is something I did fall in love with with the sport because in basketball, I was the same, very, you know, very creative with what I do. Um, so I say that translated over and Mark allowed it to, to grow. Good for you. How inspiring is, is it to have Mark Weir, who's you think still got one of the fastest UFC knockouts in history? He was one of the pioneers in terms of coming from this country first. I think black British athlete in the in the UFC. Is that is that inspiring? Does it, does it solidify your confidence, your belief, having him by your side? Yeah, one one hundred percent. Um, it's it's strange having he's just on my doorstep. That like he was on my doorstep. <laughs> Yeah, this is what are the chances of of having Mark Weir. Go to the gym and then Mark Weir is there. He's the coach, you know, and he's there every session. He takes every every session he's there. Um, so he's fully involved in the team and all the classes. He he's the he's the leader of all the classes. Um, yeah, it's amazing to see, especially um, as you said, one of the first UK athletes and black athletes coming up in MMA, but one of the pioneers of. Um, UFC, the first event at Royal Albert Hall, he was there and he had the performance of a lifetime, you know. <laughs> it's, it's also like putting Gloucester on the map a little bit as well, isn't it? You've got um, yeah. really, really rival, Akeem Ennis Brown in, yeah, yeah. in boxing, doing well, won a domestic title. I think he's getting back on the, the horse. He's a good guy. It's putting Gloucester on the market. I think really said it's not just a sort of farmer's town. It's actually a happening place. It's sort of <laughs> making people aware of Gloucester. Because are you Gloucester born and bred, are you? Yeah, yeah, born and bred, yeah. yeah. But it does feel like that, doesn't it? Do you think that is sort of um, getting the city out there? Yeah, I agree. I agree. It's, thinking about it, if you're looking back, we've had Mark, he was in the UFC. We've had Jay Mills, he was in the UFC. We've had Matt Ewan, who was number one. No, him and Mark were number one and two ranked in the country yeah. at one point. Man. Um Obviously, you got Riddy, the boxer, and he's I think he has two, maybe three titles in boxing. Yeah, yeah, he won the Commonwealth, definitely. Yeah, and then yeah. Within this small city, you've got this kind of talent in combat sports. So yeah, it's kind of yeah, it's crazy to think about to look at. And it proves like through marking yourself, it's a multicultural city as well. People don't necessarily think that, do they? Out in the in the sticks, they'd say in the in the West Country. No. But it's, uh, it's very, there's <laughs> lots of diff, lots of people from different backgrounds in Gloucester. It's a pretty happening place in that sense. Yeah, it's very diverse. Very diverse. Very diverse. What's it like? What's, what's it like to, to grow up in Gloucester and, and get into? I guess there is, like you say, a bit of a, a, a sort of tradition of fighting now because it's it's otherwise a rugby city, isn't it? Yeah, it's well known for for rugby. Yeah, yeah, that's what you do in school. You're doing the football. Rugby is a big thing. You have rugby teams. So I was into basketball from from a young from a young kid. I was never really into like football or rugby. Rugby I enjoyed because of the contacts, but football I never really liked. And basketball wasn't was non-existent. <laughs> I was just playing yeah. on a park with which is a reason I did travel to Bristol. But um, yeah, it's a great city to grow to grow up in, and I find because it's so small, it's quite a close unit. And now find the support that I'm getting from within the city is huge, you know, because everybody's familiar with everybody. So the support that you get is yeah, it's huge here. What would the dream be then to play uh, to fight at King's Home? Would that be the the, the awesome thing? You know, to bring a, a big fight back in the UFC or something like that? How cool would that be? Yeah, Stadium that fight. Would be, that would be huge. That would be huge. I did think funny you said that. So I was thinking, um. Um, a few weeks back, um, look, I went past Kings on stage and I was thinking to myself, yeah, imagine, imagine being able to 
were performing there in front of the city and other the guys in the, from the city there. Because I know how they support the rugby and I feel like they would support anybody from their hometown. But it would be, that would be an achievement and that would be an experience. Absolutely. And with this this evolution, it's, it's interesting you mentioned Mark because, as you say, he had a sort of a nuanced background, but then it was the infancy of the sport relatively. I know it was the 2000s, but it had been around like, probably the UFC for 10 years, 10, 12 years at the time. But, yeah. you, but he's now, I guess, evolving with it and he's making you a bespoke MMA fighter. Is that where we're getting where the days of a wrestler coming into MMA or a kickboxer coming into MMA are sort of dwindling a little bit? You have to be an all-rounder? Yeah, yeah. As I said, um, I think it's vital. Like, this, like I said, how fast the sport is developing and how quick the fighters are developing. And a lot of the younger generation now coming up, they're starting as MMA fighters. They're not coming up as kickboxers, you know, wrestlers, so on and so forth. They're coming up as strictly MMA. So, um, yeah, I think it's a vital, it's a definitely vital to have a big wide Arsenal rather than one direction because at one point or another you will get found out. I think about I think about the myriad of options for you and Mark every day and what you can train, how you spend your time. Because actually you think, oh, you've got a lot of time before a fight, whatever, at six weeks, month, two months. But actually, when you try and break it down of all the different skill sets, it's not actually that much time. You can't train all day because your body won't, you know, you got you gotta rest and recuperate. <laughs> so how do you do it? Because I think about I always trying to apply sport to life lessons, things like that. Should we focus on our strengths, focus on our weaknesses, develop both? How do you look at it? Because I guess there's things that you're instinctively good at, but then there's other aspects of it that perhaps you want to try and work on. It's, it's finding that balance, isn't it? Yeah, balance. Like you said, balance. Exactly that balance. It's, um, it comes, the longer you do it and the more you do it, the more experience you get. So you have things to take back because we, we log everything that we do, whether it's a training session, strength, conditioning, and then also my recovery. So we're monitor on how I perform when I'm doing, say, a hard week of strength conditioning alongside training. And if things start to taper down in certain areas, performance-wise, then we'll make adjustments again. Um, and after each fight, we take notes of, of the fight. And then we'll see strengths from my part, strengths from their part, weaknesses on my part, weaknesses on their part. And then we'll sort of tailor the first few months after the fight on improving those areas and making adjustments then for the next fights. And then when we have an, um, an opponent, we have a name for an opponent, that's when you're going to dial down onto them. Mm. And then, you know, you're going to put, again, work on your strengths, always work on your strengths to maintain them so they don't taper down. And then any areas you think they may capitalize on, you're going to grow in those areas too. So your weaknesses, you could say, you're going to elevate those areas but again it's it's a balance and it comes down to monitoring uh, and what, monitoring and what about your opponent as well it's a frenchman undefeated isn't he in the in the pro ranks yeah. fighting out of of paris is it milan is his, his name is that right yeah J J jati milan i believe jati yeah and what does he what does he bring to the, the party what are his his main assets have you been able, i guess nowadays you can study people can't you that's the, the good thing about yeah. it yeah 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 you can definitely look back um um he's i believe he's eight eight to know i believe Eight yeah. or seven. Um, he just won the title. He beat Matt Bonner on the same event I was on um, last year. Sorry, I think yeah, late last year. Um, from what I've seen, he is a strong grappler, strong wrestler because that's what he used anyway. Yes. Again, Bonner to take. Are you preparing you know, for that? Oh, so, yeah, you have to. Yeah, definitely, definitely. You have to prepare for all areas because, again, 
with the mindset I've got, he could be he could be thinking the same way. So he'll watch that fight back and then be thinking, okay, he's gonna think I'm gonna wrestle, I wanna surprise him with something else. So yeah. always expect the unexpected, but yeah, we're working on, you know, without giving too much away, we're working on everything. But when you go in there, how much do you pre-plan in terms of what you're gonna do? Or is it a case of like you say, preparing everything and then going living in the moment when you're in there and just reacting kind of naturally to the situation and what feels right? Yeah, you got it. You got it down to a T. You got it down to a T. It's um, you have a, you have in your head areas um, like a game plan. You could say you have areas where you've practiced and been training for, but at the same time, when you're in there, things could change. So you have to be able to adjust on the fly. You know, make those small adjustments that will have a big outcome. But again, you have to be stay with a creative mindset, but then have your plan there set. Is there? Is ready- there- is there a style because you've got a few victories by different methods as well i know it was a rear rear naked choke wasn't it the last last submission win what gives you the most pleasure because you said you you started out initially in kickboxing is it striking or is it doing something different jiu-jitsu that that perhaps i guess is a newer addition to your arsenal to be honest with you all of it stand up ground wrestling anything and everything within mma um, i enjoy um and they get the same feeling, you know. I have fun on the feet. I have fun on the ground. As long as I can be creative with it, I'm, I'm having fun with it. Where, where does this, where does this sort of rank in your, your dreams, the goals you've outlined, the middleweight cage warriors title? What, what are the, the long term ambitions of, of where you want to go? Because you've got options in, in MMA in the international franchises. There's UFC, isn't there? But there's of course Bellator, PFL, other organisations now as well. Yeah, those are all great organisations too, but. I believe with the plan that me and Mark had, Cage Warriors is definitely on that route because I started my amateur career with Cage Warriors. Um, I took part in amateur Grand Prix as well, Cage Warriors, which then led to being offered a pro contract with them. So I think from the start, our, our path has been through Cage Warriors. Um, and everything that we have sort of set goals for is step by step we're reaching there you know we're building brick by brick we're not trying to rush we're taking our time because we know how it's how valuable experience is especially with the way the game is growing so fast but um yes yeah, definitely where we need to be at this time i believe and do you is the ufc that the holy grail at the end of it the, the middleweight title i mean israel adesanya that would be pretty pretty awesome wouldn't it in the future one of the all-time greats to, to find yeah, I believe if, the, if that was to come, that would be a very fun fight on both parts. That would be a fun fight by the time yeah, those levels are reached. Um, yeah, that's that's the pinnacle of MMA right now, right? UFC, anywhere and anywhere, anybody that knows MMA or even combat sports knows UFC is the top of the top right now. So, of course, that's, that's the goal to reach for. But again, I'm not looking too far ahead because I need to focus on the here where we are now to then get to there, you know. But that's definitely yeah, something I'm looking forward to. Yeah, competing in that that league would be would be fun. How do you handle the how fine making the weight? Because it's middleweight, it's 185 pounds, which I was actually figuring, I thought that sounded a lot. And then I figured out what it was in stone. And I was like, wow, I'm only just yeah. under that myself. And I'm a couple of inches shorter than you. And I'm not, I'm not in your kind of condition, but I'm not overweight per se. But it's like 13 stone three or something like that, isn't it? I think yeah. it works out. Yeah. So it's not actually huge in, in English money. How do you, how do you find that weight? I find now, now I'm a bit older. 
um, I start, I've sort of like filled out a bit more in my younger days. Um, so now it's a bit more difficult. I used to, when I was an amateur, I'd walk around and say, I know more kilo than stone, so kilograms yeah, and pounds. Yeah. Well, people always talk in different languages, don't they? Yeah. And then it's UFC is all pounds, so it's, yeah. yeah. Exactly. Uh, so in kilograms, um, I'd walk around, say, around 86, 87. Okay. And I'll have to wait, which for middleweight, which is 83.9 kilos. So I'm within the range all the time then. But I've noticed now, now I've got older, I've started adding S and C and I've put on a bit more size. So it's a bit a bit of a tougher cut, but it's nothing too major because I usually maintain my weight, maintain yeah. my diet training. So I don't fluctuate in between camps. So it's difficult to build strength without putting on muscle, but you kind of have to, don't you? And that's the nuance of the training and the, the S and C training because you you don't want to bulk up too much while you you do want to get stronger. Exactly, exactly. That's why it's important to have it while well, we have it tailored to um MMA. So I'm not I'm not gymming to be a bodybuilder, I'm not gymming to get big and get size, you know. It's all specific for our sport. Any kind of movements we're doing, explosive, um, twist, you know, just any kind of movement in MMA is tailored towards what we're gonna be doing. And a lot of endurance work, I guess, as well, because it- a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Must be incredibly draining when you're in there, especially grappling. Yeah, yeah, definitely. There's, I'll tell you, tell you, I'll tell you one thing we do. Um, well, what I do, we went, we went to California. Um, this was probably three, four years ago. Mark took us out there, and we trained with Chuck Liddell's coach, John Huckleman. Oh, cool! Out in the the pit, his gym's called the Pit. Oh, very cool. Yeah, so his the gym is say around a twenty minute drive from his house but his house is out in the sticks yeah so basically the forest of dean because i know you're close <laughs> to me yeah so my house in the forest of dean is a huge you go up a huge driveway his house is right at the top he's got a big complex um he's got an outdoor gym a cage outdoors and um he's got what he calls the the pit workout so his long drive leading up to his house is probably about i would say the best part of a mile long and it's all uphill so we did a workout where we'd have to walk these wheelbarrows down to the bottom of the hill Oof. and then load the wheelbarrows up with our body weight plus an extra 10 key on top. So now <laughs> we have to run the wheelbarrows up. You'd be shout every 20 seconds. You have to sprint the wheelbarrows up and then you start 10 seconds rest. And then 20 seconds, yeah, run to the top, 10 seconds rest. And um, yeah, that was probably the fun, one of the most fun, but one of the most worst workouts. <laughs> That's brutal. And it's got, it's all about peaking as well, because only at a certain time you can live at that kind of extreme fitness, isn't there, before you start yeah. like breaking down. It's getting ready exactly. for the fight, yeah. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, at this point of the fight, you'll taper down and go more technical, because all the hard work's been done, you know. You don't want to exhaust your body before the fight. So yeah, that's when you- I walk back home to the UK, still do that today. Yeah, do you do you work with a nutritionist or how do you how do you approach that? Do you have a sort of philosophy around food? No, I don't have a new a nutritionist direct that I'm I'm in contact with. But when I was in I'm playing basketball, um, I film college, we had we was in a program called the ACE program, mm. which is Advanced Apprenticeship Sport and Excellence is what it's short for. I'm um, in basketball. So what they would do with us, they would take us out of class. Well, not out of class, but Days we didn't have classes, they would take us and then they would educate us on how to be a professional athlete, basically. 
So we would go away to retreats every month or so. All the guys from other colleges around the country that are on the ACE course, we'd come together and we'd have like, big sessions on how to how you need to eat, how to plan your meals, um, how to plan your strength and conditioning and so on and so forth. So from there, I've just carried on with the same, the same philosophies, you know, and at the same time, I do my own research and look into yeah. things, you know, look at how nutritionists do things and then, yeah, I think they, they taught us how to be very independent. That's very good. Independent. That's good. And how, what is the, for people out there, what is the, the financial benefits of like a middleweight title fight in Cage Warriors? Because you, you've been pro a couple of years. Is it, is it still reliant on your sponsors a lot as well as the, the fight fees? How does it work? Yeah, um, at this stage, yeah, you're, you're looked after. Um, it, I guess you get, you get a contract. So for my first fight, you, wanna, you get so many fight contracts. And also depending on how you do within that contract, you've got more to negotiate with in the next one. Yeah. But Cage Warriors is more of a development platform. So here you're going to learn everything you need to before you go to UFC or you prefer, like you said, um, Bellator, PFL, Brave, so on and so forth. It's more of a development. So here you're going to, you're going to get good funds to look after yourself, but it's more development. So then when you go on, you're going to be making the, the money there yeah absolutely have you got any sponsors you want to mention at all anyone that in gloucester that supports, supports you or, or wider afield uh yeah yeah these guys here on my t-shirt sterling security company been with them from day one um i was doing some work with them and um yeah they've looked after me from day one phoenix and beauty spot stay with these guys here and also green cloud which is a new one just jumped on board so oh. i give them give them a shout out too Good man. Well, yeah, you're always vital to have that that support as well. Finally, you're going to visualise before you go up there that the handling the situation in Manchester and everything like that. Do you do you kind of plan to get your state right so you're relaxed on the weekend and and how you you go through the through it mentally? Yeah. Um, next week is we taper down, so we're still training up until the day we leave, which I believe is a Thursday. Um, we'll go up the head up on a Thursday. Um, any media we have to do we'll do that day and then on the Friday morning you've got weigh-ins and obviously Saturday is the event day so up until the day we leave I'm still in preparation mode you know thinking about bettering the training and how I can improve still to that day before we leave um, and then obviously we'll do what we do media wise and then I'm sort of dialing in the details now you know everything we've done in camp is going through my head non-stop non-stop thinking things through <laughs> Do you, do you sleep well the night before a fight? It's it's on and off. It's on and off. I'll wake up in the night and I'll be thinking about, you know, certain things or picturing certain things. So it's on and off. Really. Yeah. yeah. I think it's, it's always a, that, it's that anxiety, though, because you want to get rest, but you also, yeah, it's also hard to switch off, isn't it? Yeah, you get your adrenaline rush. You get adrenaline rush, man. It's, 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 it's an excitement. It's an excitement. It's an yeah. Excitement. Anyway, it's an excitement. Do you have a pre-fight nap? Is that because it's usually in the evening, isn't it? Do you have a nap in the afternoon or anything like that? No, no, not really. But to be honest, if when we had my first few fights, we was in lockdown, so we couldn't leave the room. Mm. So I had nothing really to do. So mm. yeah, maybe. But yeah, now we can get out and about. I prefer to be, you know, a bit more active. Hey, you make a good point as well. You, you start in 2020 in the pro ranks, you've risen this far in, in the midst of a pandemic, which is, is super impressive, even notwithstanding um, in normal times, it would be impressive. So 
have you got a prediction you, you, you leaning into anything or are you just confident how, how do you uh leave that in terms of what's going to happen on the night it's going to be an explosive fight it's going to be a fun fight definitely going to be one to watch out for um the whole card from top to bottom i'm full of great fights i think the whole night is going to be yeah it's going to be one to remember Oh mate, I look for, I look forward to um to seeing it and seeing it and, and kind of hopefully cheering you on for a win and then catching up in the future. How do we follow you if people are intrigued by your story, want to see how it how it plays out over the next few years? What's the best place? Um I'm mainly on Instagram at Christian Leroy Duncan, my main one there. I just just joined Twitter. <laughs> just... <laughs> oh, hold on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You, you might get a few you might get a few trolls on Twitter, so watch out, but <laughs> I'm brand new to it, so everything's learning. Um, I'm at CL Duncan on Twitter. Um, but yeah, most of my stuff is over on Instagram. Brilliant. Hey, well, Christian, really appreciate your time and, and best of luck. Thank you. Pleasure, man. Thank you, David. There we have it. Christian Duncan fights April 2nd, Manchester. So uh, check that out if you're able to. Look it up online. I think there's a stream. And I wish him the best of luck as he prospers towards maybe a career in, in UFC, the ultimate fighting competition, um, championship, sorry, based in the United States primarily, but now pretty global. Follow his trainer, mentor, Mark Weir in that. Thank you to Christian for his time in the build-up. Thank you as well to you for listening to the podcast. Please spread the word digitally, in person, whatever's easiest if you enjoy it and offer a review would be fantastic on iTunes or wherever you're listening to the podcast. Always appreciated. And um, yeah, any constructive feedback is in the reviews as well. I'll take it on board. Thank you for you. Thank you to the sponsors too, Bang Olufsen of Cheltenham and Serene AV, who are specialists in some of the finest home entertainment brands, providing solutions based around high quality customer service and installations. Check out Bang Olufsen. Cheltenham, BO underscore Cheltenham on social media. Get the number called Jason Briggs and his team. They'll source you whatever fits your vision, whether it is Bang Olufsen's wonderful world renowned equipment or whether it's uh, something else, big screen, whatever it might be that's more in tune with your vision, your budget. So that's uh, Jason Briggs and his team, Bang Olufsen of Cheltenham. And if you're looking to optimize your immunity, remember the association with the podcast. As a listener, you can get a discount at Cytoplan for their food based supplements. And if you go to cytoplan.co.uk, C-Y-T-O-P-L-A-N.co.uk at checkout, you get 30% off first purchase, 10% thereafter with the code DRAPER10R. My last name, D-R-A-P-E-R, all capital letters, numbers one zero and the capital letter R. Thank you for listening to the podcast. Hope you have a brilliant rest of the week. You might have a week off next week. I'm not sure. My brother's wedding coming up in Dorset, so it's going to be uh, an interesting time of celebration. So I hope you have a good one too. Thank you and bye for now.